Chapter 1. How it all began. In the early evening, a thick fog settled on the ground, swirling around his feet. A chill clung to his cheeks and he sniffled as he picked up his suitcase and shuffled up the steps to the two decorated wooden doors of the mansion. Two lamps, their dark metal frames in contrast with the white light streaming from them, fought the mist that had taken over the steps and porch. The minutiae of condensation closed in around him when he knocked on the door, and the earthy scent of grass and a damp stone assaulted his nostrils. Past the glow of the lamps, the drive in front of the mansion was a black abyss. Nervously, he turned back to the door and lifted the knocker again. He stepped a few steps back to look up at the house, searching for a lit window. There were a few, but no one near any of them. Up above, a woman in a long white dress stepped up to a second-story window and looked down at him. He waved to her and gestured to the door trying to communicate that no one was answering. It was not like he wasn't expected. Just as he was about to mutter a verbal complaint at the closed door, it opened. A man in a smooth black jacket and comb-over popped the door open and picked up his luggage. The man invited him in and presumed his name. Alex Silverstone, I hope you weren't waiting too long. I was in the kitchen and couldn't immediately stop what I was doing. Some of the dishes require a special touch, you know. I'll show you to your room and you can meet the rest of the eight in the red drawing room. As the man led him up the wooden staircase, he gestured to a room down on the right. The mansion was a maze of hallways, and the man explained that his room was in the west wing, as he was led down one hallway and another and another. It didn't surprise him that just outside his room was a painting and a delicate chair against the wall. If his room was any further from the main part of the house, he might have needed a rest before trekking on. The man held his bedroom door open and instructed that there was a bell pull if he needed anything else. Now that he was alone, he sat on the edge of the bed, bouncing a little to test out the level of comfort. Nice! After a day of travelling, he was looking forward to crawling in between the sheets and resting his heavy head on the pillow. For now, it was half-past seven and he had nothing better to do than to show up early in the red room. Quickly switching his travel tee for a button-up and collar, he checked himself in the mirror. His shirt was a little wrinkled, but he wasn't going to worry. He opened his bedroom door to an occupied hallway. The woman in white was sitting in the chair, staring off down the hall. He paused in his doorway and asked her, Are you waiting for someone to walk downstairs with you? Her head spun over so fast he wondered if she had even heard him open his bedroom door. She bit her bottom lip, the plump red of it in stark contrast with her white teeth. Her eyes opened wide as if she was surprised to see him, and she said, I will not join the party. I'll most likely wander around up here for a while, avoiding everyone. Curious about her, he asked, Do you live here? Are you related to my host? Even as her face turned back to stare down the hall, he caught a small smirk on her face as she answered, I suppose I'm related to the host, and yes, I, I do live here. If you must know, I have explored every nook and cranny of the mansion. It seems large, but sometimes it's not large enough. 
He missed the meaning of her curious comment as his thoughts were hung up on nook and cranny. She gazed off down the hall, and he took in her breasts as they peeked out of the top of her dress, and he ogled her waist as it curved in and out again. A thick wavy blonde hair hung down past her shoulders, and she had all of it gathered to flow over one shoulder, allowing him to gaze up her slender neck. A thin gold chain hung around her neck, and blue gem glinted at him from just above her breasts. He wouldn't mind learning every crook and nanny of her. Still staring off down the hallway, she reminded him that he should go down to dinner. He nodded and, before he turned the corner of the hallway, looked back at her. The hallway was devoid of anybody and he wondered at the sudden emptiness.